Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Cairns, Australia today with my new friend, Tyson Franklin. Tyson is a former podiatrist who now consults with doctors and hosts the podcast, It's No Secret with Dr. T. In this episode, you'll hear three key stories about Cairns, Australia. Tyson shares two islands that you need to do a day trip or stay a few nights at. Then in true Aussie spirit, he tells us where you can zipline over a crocodile. And finally, we take the cable car over a nearby rainforest. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash cans. That's C-A-I-R-N-S. Before we get started, I love it if you would give my show a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. It improves the interviews and helps listeners find the show. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Whether I'm traveling for business or pleasure, it's important to have clothes that make me look good and feel great. I wear Bluffworks jeans, slacks, dress shirts, and blazers because they're wrinkle-free and are designed for the modern traveler. And if they get dirty, I quick spin in the washing machine and they're good as new. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Bluffworks for a special offer and select from the latest styles so you can stay wrinkle-free when you travel. Hey, Tyson. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I am fantastic, Lee. It's taken a little while for us to get together, but I think this is going to be a worthwhile conversation. Absolutely. I actually, I'm really excited to learn about Cairns, Australia. And for, for those of us that aren't from Australia, the way you pronounce it and the way it's spelled are completely different. I know. That's funny, isn't it? It sounds like Cairns, C-A-N-S, but it's actually C-A-I-R-N-S. So how would you normally say it? Cairns, that's how I would have said it if I didn't know any better. Yeah, we don't worry about the R. It's just too much effort. <laughs> well, it's kind of like people from Boston, so it's all good. And it's a really laid back sort of area, so it's just, ah, uh, it's Cairns. Exactly. Everyone's relaxed. <laughs> so what brought you to the city? Oh, 1992, I had a hand problem. My background was podiatry, so I, I sort of hurt my hands, couldn't work. I was off for about 12 months, and I got really bored watching uh, videos back then before DVDs. And my partner at the time said, oh, my brother's living in, living in Cairns. Why don't we go up there and see him? I went, okay. Went for a drive and I never went back. So yeah, 27 years ago, I just drove up here, loved the place and just went, you know, I don't need to go back to the Gold Coast. Oh, nice. Okay. So you're from the Gold Coast. Is that the Melbourne or the, or the Sydney area? Gold Coast is just south of Brisbane. So still in the same state, still in Queensland. So if I got in a car, drove from Cairns to the Gold Coast, and didn't stop. It takes about 20 hours to drive, but you're still in the same state. Oh, wow. Yeah, Queensland's <laughs> a big state. That sounds like it. We've had visitors from America and family who have come to Cairns and they're going, I thought we might just pop down the Gold Coast for the day. And we've gone, okay, that's going to be a long day. Uh, <laughs> because they don't realize, they look on a map, it doesn't look like it's too far away, but it's actually a 20 hour drive. Wow. That's intense. It is. So, okay. So you've been here for you know better part of a couple of decades. Yes. What's the thing that really keeps you there in Cairns? The weather. I love warm weather. So we're in the middle of winter at the moment, and I'm sitting in my office here. I've got the aircon set at 23 degrees uh, Celsius, which is probably about, what is that, about 70, 71, 72 Fahrenheit. Okay. So during summer, it's hot and humid, which I, I like hot, humid weather. And during winter, it's just absolutely gorgeous that you can still walk around and walk T-shirt and, and a pair of shorts. So you can't beat the weather. 
which is what keeps me here. And it's just a really, really relaxed lifestyle. I try and explain to people, it's sort of, it looks like Hawaii without the surf and the beaches. So yeah, and one of the reasons why there's maybe there's not as much surf is because the Great Barrier Reef is right there, right? We do. We have the Great Barrier Reef, which is why a lot of people come to this area. They'll go out there and go you know, snorkeling on the reef. Yeah, there's pontoons and that out there. But there's also a couple of tropical islands 30 to 45 minutes away. So a lot of people will jump on there, go and spend the day out at the at, on the island. Okay. Before we get into that, let's come back up just for a second. Like we're recording this in, in July. So that's wintertime there and it's summertime here in, in the U.S. You're kind of a big fan of the heat and the wet season. Are there certain times of the year that are better to visit than others or is it just good all year round? Oh, no, definitely not good all year round. If you're not a fan of heat and humidity and wet weather, the summer months are probably not the time to visit because if you're not used to it, it will smack you about, which is not good. Perfect time, yeah, April through to probably September, October, maybe. It's starting to get a bit warm by October, but the June, July, August is our peak tourism season. That's winter. So a lot of people from down south, Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide, they all come up to the tropics because it's like summer to them. And we can you can always pick them because you'll see a swimming pool at a motel and we're walking past going, oh, no, it's way too cold to swim. Yep, they're all in the pool, sunbaking and, and absolutely loving it. And it's probably the one time of the year where we don't get a lot of rain either. Okay. Sometimes we can, but usually it's just nice weather, cool mornings, beautiful during the day. But it's one of these things that if you have a light jacket, yes, bring it along, you might might use it. Yeah, I get away with probably not wearing long pants the whole year, which is great. Oh, I, I love that for sure. Yeah, suits me perfectly. <laughs> so when people are planning to come to the Cairns, is there an international airport or do people need to fly into another airport and then fly to, to, to Cairns? Uh, how does it work and uh, how far is the airport from the city? Uh, yeah, we've got two airports. We have a domestic and an international airport, which is fantastic. The international, oh, they're both next to each other, and they're probably 10 minutes by Uber into the city, if that. Okay. It could be eight minutes if you just get a nice run. So they're, they're very close. Our international airport caters for Asia a lot, so Singapore Airlines, Cathay Pacific. So a lot of places will fly to the Asian region okay, and then beyond. Whereas if you're coming from the States, which I go to America every year as well, usually you'll fly straight from LA to Brisbane, Sydney, or Melbourne, and then get a connecting flight straight to Cairns. All right. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And to travel from LA to Australia is about 13 hours by plane. So it's a breeze. Yeah. Especially if you're flying in business class. So that, that always helps, right? I, I, I don't know. I haven't done that. I usually go in cattle class and <laughs> I like flying. I absolutely love flying. As long as I'm in seat 53C, I'm, I'm a happy camper. What's so special about 53C? I don't know. It's just been my seat that I've, I've always done international travel on. And I've just worked out on the planes. It, I, for me, in cattle class, it's the best position. You're you're close to the bar. So when you're about four hours in the flight and they're sick of bringing you drinks, they don't mind you getting up and helping yourself. And you're far enough away from the, the bathrooms at the back. So uh, you're not getting harassed with people standing near you. So, and there's also near the exit area. So you can get up and stretch and move around. So 53C, that's my tip. No, that's a great tip. Yeah, it makes perfect sense the way, you're, the way you explained it, for sure. So when people are arriving, do they need to worry about uh, any sort of documents for an, an e-visa or anything like that? I think when I traveled there, I think we had to have a visa. That I'm not 100% sure with coming into Australia. I assume you probably would. 
because well, I know when I go to America, you need to, there's some documents I always have to um, make sure up to date every two years when I go over there. So I would assume there is something coming back the other way. I'll put that in the show notes for everybody if you're listening. Okay. And so we've arrived at the airport now. Do we rent a car? Do we just take public transportation, get an Uber? What's the best way to get around the, around the city? Okay. It depends what your plans are. So I would say initially, I would just get an Uber into the city because there's, there's a lot of things to see just around the city itself that you could spend a couple of days just doing that before you go anywhere else. But if you're only here for a short period of time and you want to get out and about, I'd definitely hire a car because there's a lot of things you can do within an hour, hour and a half drive, which are just spectacular. So if you want to get out and about, definitely a car. If you want to stay in the city for a couple of days, hold off the car for a few days, then hire a car and go out and do it. Okay. Let's talk about if you're going to rent a car. Is parking pretty easy or is it difficult in the, in the city or is it kind of expensive? How does that work? Uh, parking is very simple in the city. They have like parking in the what they call center parking. They're free. They're harder ones to get. And then they have other parking at the front of the businesses that you're pulling up at. But nearly every motel has got their own underground parking. So if you're staying in a motel and you hire a car, they'll easily have a park there for you. Oh, perfect. So parking is simple. Okay. We're going down the path of renting a car. And, and you said there's a, a lot of places that are nearby that you really should take a, take a drive to. What are some of those options? Okay. Can I take you like on a day trip? Whenever we have visitors, this is the day trip that we normally do. So they'll arrive to stay with us. So I'm not saying everyone listening to this can stay with us. Get someone to pick up from the motel. And then we will head up to the Tablelands. So they've got a, an area called the Coranda Range, which is a beautiful drive through through this like mountain range and then into the rainforest. Coranda is like a little sleepy village, which is like your first stop on this drive. Now, the other option is some people will get a sky rail up to the Coranda range, and then sometimes I'll get the scenic Coranda train all the way back down again. So some people just do that as a day trip. They'll drive to Smithfield, get on sky rail up to Coranda, go and check out all the hippies, and then they'll get the um, the train back down. If we're doing a driving trip, we'll drive to Coranda range. We'll stop there for a little bit have something to eat, might eat some ice cream because they have some really nice ice cream there. Then we'll drive to Mariba. And Mariba is an old tobacco town. Now, they don't grow tobacco there anymore, but coffee is like a really big deal in Mariba. It's one of the biggest coffee growing areas. So there's two coffee places there. Usually on the way up, we'll stop at Jake's Coffee Plantation, I think it's called. So we'll stop there. If you want to go into ultralight, they've got little ultralight planes that you can go and fly around. Then we'll come out of there and then we'll drive through Mariba and we'll go to Walkerman. Now, in Walkerman, there's a, a distillery there. And for the life of me, I cannot remember the name of this. Oh, Mount Uncle Distillery. So if you like rums, whiskies, there's a distillery there that you can do a bit of tasting. Then we'll take them from there. We'll go through the Atherton Tablelands to uh, Miller Miller, where Gallows Cheese and Chocolate Factory. So you go there, eat some cheese, eat some chocolate, have lunch. Then we make our way back. And as we make our way back, we'll come back to Mariba, and there's a place in the town called Coffee Works. So we'll then stop there, have another coffee. And it's a it's a really quirky gift shop area as well. It's quite big, and there's always a lot of people there. We'll stop there, have our afternoon coffee, and then we drive back down. And that's, that's one day trip that we actually do. Sounds like fun. No, that sounds uh, like a wonderful time. So that, that's the trip we always we ever, always take around that trip. And we'll do a couple of offshoots because they've got a few tropical fruit wineries up there as well. So depending on what 
our friends want to do, we can sort of adjust it a little bit. And there's also a really cool, if you get, do that same drive through Atherton and uh, there's a historical village that's about oh, 20 minutes away from Atherton. And that's really cool to go and check out as well. Yeah, I think the village, is, you said that's uh, the Karanda village. Is that the one? Oh, yeah. Karanda is a, a small village just at the top of the Tableland. So the whole area is actually called the Atherton Tablelands. Okay. Or just called the Tablelands. And Karanda is like this small little sleepy village you get to just as you get to the top of the range. Yeah, so the range itself is called the Karanda Range. So you go Cairns to Smithfield and then up the Karanda Range. So that, so that drive from the city is probably about 40 minutes, if that, which is not too far. And then to Mariba. It's about an hour drive altogether, and then Mariba to Atherton is about 20 minutes, and then Atherton to Gallows is about another 20 minutes. So that's why you can do the whole thing uh, in a day quite easily. Nice. And along that drive, you mentioned earlier that there was a couple of beaches that people should look at. Are those along that, that drive as well, or is that a, a, would that be a separate day? No, no, that's a different drive. Okay. Yeah, so if you were doing a separate day, you would go to, say, Port Douglas for the day. So Port Douglas is uh, north of Cairns. From the city, once again, it's probably uh, just over an hour away. Beautiful scenic drive. Along the way, the area north of Cairns is what they call the Northern Beaches. And there's probably about six beaches along there that some are a lot more built up. Like there's one area called Palm Cove, which is about 35 minutes away from the city. And that's probably the biggest built up area where there's food, restaurants, you know, shopping. The one before that is called Trinity Beach. It's a lot more laid back, quieter. There's only one or two restaurants there. Oh, okay, maybe there's about three or four restaurants there, but it's a lot more laid back. There's no shopping. You don't worry about the shopping part. And then there's a smaller beaches. But if you drive all the way up to Port Douglas, Port Douglas is a really popular town. It's just a really nice place. Yeah, I think I like the, the Trinity one. You know, when I'm on vacation, there's enough hustle and bustle going around. If I can just kind of chill out and go to kind of a sleepy little beach where I can relax without having all the hustle and bustle, that that'd be awesome. Yeah, there's another beach uh, Holloway's Beach, which same thing. It's quieter. It's really a lot of locals go to this one. And there's just one pub on the corner that just overlooks the beach. And that's a really popular place as well. If you just want some nice food, listen to some music and just watch the watch time go past, it's a really nice place as well. Oh, that sounds ideal. Uh, so now you said if there are a bunch of locals go there, is that a place that's okay for, for visitors like us to go through? Yeah, no. It's a, when I just say locals, it's just most people up for holidays, would probably go Port Douglas. They'll go to Trinity Beach. They'll go to Palm Cove. They wouldn't think of Holloway's Beach. Okay. But there's a little pub there, and the, I think if you just want to just sit back and relax, it's just a really nice place. And it's right on the beach, whereas Palm Cove, Trinity Beach, anytime you're eating, it's on the opposite side. You've got the beach there, but everything else is on the other side of the road, so you're not right on the beach, whereas Holloway's is the only one that's got the, the pub right there. Okay. All right. That makes sense. I want to dial it back a little bit before we run out of time. And let's look at if we were going to stay in the city. Uh, I know there's a lot else going on in the city as well. Uh, we talked about maybe like the Rainforest Dome and the, and the casino. Oh, yeah. So there's a casino in the city, which is in comparison to other casinos, I'd say it's quite small, but it's friendly. But on top of the casino, there's the Rainforest Dome. And up there, they've got a lot of wildlife birds flying around everywhere. So it's in this big dome. There's birds flying around all over the place in there. There's a massive big crocodile in there. It's really nice. Just walk around and have a look. But they've also got, for kids or game adults, because I've done it once, so I don't think I'll do it again, <laughs> like this 
zipline thing that you can walk over and you walk amongst all the, the rainforest and then you zipline over the top of the crocodile, which is not that it's dangerous, but it's just it's physically exhausting. <laughs> Kids love it. <laughs> Kids just, my, my daughter just, bang, 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 just flies through it. I'm there, you know, yep, be there in a sec, hang on. Sweat pouring off me everywhere. Um, <laughs> but you can also then, if you want it, you can put on a like a safety harness thing and you can get out on the roof of the dome in the casino and you can actually walk around the outside of the casino on the outside of the building. Oh, wow. You don't get to do that too often. That I enjoyed that. My daughter didn't enjoy that because they said, let go and just hang off the side. So she wasn't too keen. To me, that's, that's a must do. If you're in the city, you must go and check out the rainforest dome on top of the casino yeah unique things like that is like really cool when you visit different cities like Cairns. they don't have anything like that any any place else yeah and it's also like even in Cairns itself when you first arrive if you're here for a week i would take the first at least two days don't hire a car save the money and just stay in the city itself and go and enjoy the the lagoon on the esplanade and go to the dome and go and check out the aquarium and there's so much in the city itself keep you occupied. Yeah, you know, they've got night markets. Each night they've got these uh, night markets right in the centre of the city. So it's there's enough to do in the city, I think, for for a couple of days and then hire your car and go off and do your day trips. Otherwise, you're going to hire the car. It's going to be sitting there and you're paying for it. You're not going to really be using it. So with the, with those night markets you, you just mentioned, are they, is it more food or is it like souvenirs uh, or what type of things oh, are they selling? It's, it's souvenirs and just rubbish. You know, all the stuff that you normally, you only <laughs> buy when you're on holidays. Yeah. But they've got some goods. You know, they've got the Akuba hats and then there's a lot of places you can get yeah, massages at night, which are really cheap. And then there's a food court where there's a lot of Asian food because there's a lot of Asian influence up here. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's one of those places you just have to go there. Like we'll, we go there probably once every two weeks. We'll be out at the night markets for one reason or another. And then if you want, on the Friday, Saturday, or maybe Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Rusty's Markets, if you want to buy local fruit and produce, and some of the fruits you probably won't see anywhere else, you've got to go Rusty's Markets early in the morning, go down there and hustle and bustle with all the locals and buy some fruit and take it back to your motel. And so that's uh, primarily on the weekends, or is that every day during the week? I think it's only Friday, Saturday off the top of my head. Someone might kick me in the bum and say, no, it's there more often. But I'm pretty sure it's only Friday and Saturday because I know a lot of friends always talk about, oh, I'm going to go, because they do all their, their fruit and veg shopping at Rusty's Markets. So I'm pretty sure it's Friday, Saturday. Okay. We'll make sure we put that in the, in the notes. Before we go, I want to definitely talk about the Great Barrier Reef. And so from there in Cairns, what's the best way to get to the reef are there tours or should you just do it on your own? How should you kind of explore the, the Great Barrier Reef from, from Cairns? Okay, don't do it on your own. You'll get lost out there. In this heart of the city, there's a big wharf that is just walking distance from everywhere in the city. And there's boats there that will take you straight to the reef. Depends what sort of trip that you want to do. There's a number of places you can go out to. It depends whether you want to go to Green Island, Fitzroy Island, whether you want to just snorkel or you want to do a combination of trips. So you just make your way to... Harbour Lights, that's where the, the marina in that is, between the Harbour Lights and the Pier Shopping Centre. And, yeah, you just go down there and they'll direct you on which boat to get on, depending on what it is that you want to do. That's the best place to book. That sounds good. So one last question before we get into the final countdown. What is, like, the one food that people should make sure that they eat when they come to Cairns? Do you guys have, like, a local dish or a local delicacy that you guys do? Because we're in the tropics, tropical fruits and all that are, are quite popular. But seafood is also a big thing up here. 
because we have a lot of the fishermen and boats and all that basically come in. So seafood is very popular, seafood restaurants. If they want to do something cool, I have not done it myself, but a lot of friends have, and it's on my bucket list, but my, my wife doesn't like seafood. So I've got to wait till she goes away one weekend, and my daughter and I will go, and it's called uh, Prawn Stars. And it's a little boat that actually sits in the marina. The prawns come in, they basically cook them on the boat, and you sit there on the boat actually eating them. It's like a little restaurant on this little fishing boat, which is pretty cool. But everybody that, I, that comes to Cairns, yeah, you've you got to do the seafood, you've got to try the fruits. That's probably the main main food. But you can get kangaroo and crocodile and all that if you want to eat it. Sure. When you mentioned the fruits, is there a specific fruit that's like really like local that you can't find anyplace else? Well, I'd say mangoes you can find in other places, but our mangoes are beautiful up here. Yeah, it's probably the variety of mango. The, the Bowen mango is nice. There's yeah, a, lot, a few different types. Lychees are popular. Dragon fruit, if you like dragon fruit. So they're, they're probably the, th- the three main ones that people sort of enjoy. But they're also seasonal too. Yeah, you're heading more in towards the, the warmer months. Okay, that's good to know for sure. So now it's time for the final countdown. Yes. So Tyson, if a traveler only had time for one meal in, in cans, where should they go and what should they eat? Water bar and grill, and you want the rack of ribs. I usually go the half rack of ribs with the garlic mashed potato. Ooh, nice. Every person I take there, I always say to them, these will be the best ribs you'll ever eat in your life. And they go, oh, that's a big call. Once I eat them, I go, how were they? They they were the best ribs I've ever had. (laughs) They just do the most amazing ribs. Unbelievable. And it's right on the waterfront. So you're sitting there just looking out at the water on the harbour. Beautiful spot, beautiful food. I mean, that's really what you're looking for in in the best meal, right? Got great food, good service, and, and beautiful views. Oh, it's just, it's, the ribs are incredible. My mouth is watering just thinking about it. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> I, I think I know what you're going to have for lunch today then. <laughs> now that I'm mentioning, I'm thinking, I haven't been for a little while, so I might, might go and do that. There we go. Well, I'm glad we can help you with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you've been in, in Cairns for a couple decades. What's one of your most favorite memories of, of being there? Meeting my wife here. I was working as a podiatrist and she came in as a patient. And the day she walked through that door... Oh yeah, just took my breath away. It was just one of those things, and we didn't we didn't meet, we didn't actually hook up until a couple of years later. But it was just the first time I ever laid eyes on it. I just went, oh my god! And then a couple of years later, we bumped into each other at a social sort of thing. As soon as I saw her, I went, oh, I'm going to marry this one. Nice. And uh, and I did, I did a couple of years later. She didn't know that. I didn't tell her that the first <laughs> night because I thought that would have been that could have been a little bit creepy. Yeah, that would probably not. That would that'd be a different trajectory in life if you told her that the first day. I think I tell her that now. She still thinks it's creepy, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> She's gotten to know me. There we go. So, all right. Well, uh, speaking of good memories and everything, where's the happiest happy hour in Cairns? The happiest happy hour, the Pier Bar Tavern at the Pier Shopping Centre is a very popular place where people go to a, like on a Sunday afternoon for a happy hour. But if you want to go somewhere a little bit different, the Three Wolves Whiskey Bar is a quirky and it's a really cool place. You don't have to drink whiskey. You can drink any. They have a full bar there, but it's just a really, really cool place. Is that like right there in the city center as well? Yeah, it's right. It's right in the city. It's down a little laneway. Mm-hmm. So you normally need to go into one of, the, you know, one of the shops and say, where's the Three Wolves? And people will just keep directing you where it is. All the locals know where it is. When we have visitors, it's on our list of we must go to the Three Wolves. That sounds great. So when I come visit you, I, I expect to be taken there. Oh, yeah. And if you go there, I can't remember what they call the, the drink itself, but it's just whiskey and they, they put the glass over. It's called, oh, the drink is called 
smoke on the water and they smoke the glass first so they cause a fire on top of the bar they put a glass over it, the smoke goes into the into the glass then they pour whiskey in it with the ice and then orange peel over the top it's um it's really nice oh yeah now my mouth is watering <laughs> yeah <laughs> that sounds pretty amazing speaking of mouth watering one of the things that i always eat whenever i travel is i try to find like one of the best pizza places in the in the city so where's the best pepperoni pizza in cans i would say there's two two places where i like to eat pizza one is villa romano which is down on the esplanade in the city itself very easy to get to and a really good tip you can go in there you can sit down and eat a pizza but for a lot cheaper you can actually just order the pizza at the restaurant take the box and go and sit over on the esplanade under a tree and just look out at the view we've done that a few times you just order the pizzas walk out of the restaurant and go and sit in the park and uh, it's really nice the other places bar street markets they make really good pizzas there, wood-fired pizzas, but it's out of the city, probably an eight-minute drive out of the city towards the suburbs. Okay, so that, that'd be like if you, on the days that you're talking about renting a car, as you're going out and exploring, you're going to make sure you stop there at Bar Street Markets. I think for us as locals, nearly all the restaurants are in the city. The best thing about Bar Street Markets is they've finally brought something out into the suburbs a little bit more. So it's very popular with locals actually going there for, for dinner and, and that type of thing. So, but I, I think it's worth a drive out there. Just go and check it out. Absolutely. I'm ready to drive just about anywhere for pizza. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's worth, yeah, the pizza's good. Awesome. You'll like that. So, uh, like we talked about earlier, you like to travel just like I do. Yeah. What's one of your favorite travel tips? Oh, travel light. Yeah. A shirt can be worn more than once. To me, my biggest tip is just travel a lot, whatever, pack your bag and then take half the stuff out because you won't wear it, you won't use it and travel as light as you can, things that are easily washed and can easily dry because usually when I travel, I tend to buy stuff. So I try to go with the bag as empty as possible because I know it'll probably fall on the way back. Yeah, I kind of subscribe to that same thing. Like a couple of tricks I do is I fold my clothes on the way out and then I roll them on the way back because when you roll them, you, you create a lot more space. Okay. That gives me a lot more room for, for souvenirs. Yeah, and I'm like I mentioned before we, you press record that I'm I'm a fan of t-shirts. So even when I go, my wife said, now you do not need any more t-shirts. I know this. And then I'll come home and throw <laughs> <laughs> I just love t-shirts. So, yeah. Absolutely. Especially if you're wearing shorts and, and flip-flops all the time. So you, you got to wear a t-shirt. Got them on at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Well, right on. Well, Tyson, I really appreciate you being on the show. You've shared so many wonderful things about cans with me and the, and the audience. And I know I'm ready to go to cans and just enjoy myself. But can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and, and how uh, people can reach you if, if they want to learn more? Okay. So my, my background is podiatry. So I've been a podiatrist for 30 years and I sold my last business. I've had a number of businesses. I sold my last one about three years ago. So now I've got more into business coaching for podiatrists, people in the health industry, do a couple of podcasts. And if people want to get hold of me, all they got to do is go to my website, tysonfranklin.com. Yeah, you can track me down through there. Send me an email. Got any questions about cans? Or if you think you're visiting cans and you want to know something a bit more specific, just send me an email, tf at tysonfranklin.com. Hey, we'll really appreciate that. And I know that there will be a number of listeners that are going to be reaching out to you because if Cairns wasn't on the bucket list before, it certainly is now. When you come to Australia, you need to visit Cairns. It's just one of those places you, you need to see it because it's different to the rest of Australia. I totally agree. So, all right, well, Tyson, thank you for being on the show and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. No, this has been fantastic, Lee. Thank you. 
Visiting the Great Barrier Reef is a bucket list item for anyone that snorkels or scuba dives. In fact, the dream of diving there was one of the reasons I started taking scuba lessons. I love how Australia has opposite seasons that we do here in the US, so we, we can use the winter as an excuse to go visit. Sydney and Melbourne may be the most common tourist destination in Australia, but visitors will be missing out on the great Australian experiences if they don't spend at least a few days in Cairns. Big thanks to Tyson for coming on the show and sharing his story. Send me a tweet at We Travel There to share your favorite thing about Cairns, Australia. All the links we talked about today can be found at wetravelthere.com forward slash Cairns. That's C-A-I-R-N-S, all in lowercase. And you can join the conversation in the We Travel There podcast community on Facebook to ask us questions about any of your upcoming vacations. Join us next time as we visit Lake George in upstate New York. My new friend Sarah Mannix shares all of the incredible activities you can do on the lake before heading for dry land. You'll have fun at the treetop adventures, explore historic Fort Ticonderoga, and visit the Grand Canyon of the Adirondacks. Be able to join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe, that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations.